Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I said, I hear the chains falling, not by might, not by power, hallelujah, but by the power that is in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, he has the power to deliver, he's got the power to heal, hallelujah, oh, I love you, Jesus, amen, amen, my goodness, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, don't ever, ever cast aside the power that's in the name of Jesus, oh, my, I've seen the power in the name of Jesus, I've experienced the power in the name of Jesus. It's like none other. It's greater than an atomic bomb. It's greater than all of the politicians in the world. It's greater than all the money in the world. Because the power in the name of Jesus is eternal. It doesn't corrupt. It doesn't fade. And it never loses its power. Amen. Oh, I'm thankful for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd, I'd like to minister to you for a few moments. And, and I, I won't keep you long. I've, uh, I feel the Lord has, has a word for today. Amen. 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 You turn to the book of 2 Kings. Man, I'm going to be in verse, I mean, excuse me, chapter 13, verse 20. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And Brother Mickey, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Uh, nobody, we are very privileged to be here. I, I, I feel so much because you're just such a talented church. My goodness. I, I'm, I'm a little jealous, brother. <laughs> such a talented church. And, um, and when you add that with the anointing, my goodness. You must feel like you're in revival every night. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 20. If you have it, say amen. 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 And as you can see, it, I, I'll warn you that this is a depressing verse. It's sad. But I hope you'll be encouraged by the end of the night. Amen. It starts off, and Elisha died. What a beginning. And Elisha died. And they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming end of the year. Next verse. And it came to pass as they were burying, this is another man. Behold, they spied a band of men. And they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. When the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Amen. I'm not telling you anything new tonight, I don't believe, but just, just want to tie that in with just very, another very familiar scripture. Ezekiel 37, verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest Thou knowest. 
Amen. If I may just speak for a few moments today on the thought of the miracle in the bones. Or there's a miracle in the bones. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word, O oh God. We thank you for this time of the service. Lord, I ask that you prepare our hearts to receive, our ears to hear, and our minds to comprehend what you would say to your church this night. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, for we trust that you want to work in this place tonight. We give you glory, O oh God, in Jesus' name, the only wise God. Hallelujah. We praise your name. And the church says, Amen. Let's give the one more hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Lord, I bless your name. I bless your name, O oh God. Jesus, you are holy. You are righteous, and you are lifted up in this place, O oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God, you are wonderful. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Now, we, um, we're looking at the life of, of Elisha a little bit, and, and we see that he's a, he's a powerful man, man of many miracles. He, he had a double portion of the blessing of Elijah that we know. And, and we, as we study the, the, the work, life of Elijah, we see he had seven distinct miracles, very, very powerful miracles that, that people remembered him by. And, 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 and it stands to reason in my mind that if, if Elijah is going to do seven miracles, that well, if Elijah has a double portion, seven times two is, is 14. I mean, you may not be that literal, but I, I think when God says something, he's going to do it. And, and well, Elisha was a man of many miracles, and he did a lot of great things, and, and he was really good. But you, you know, he, he, he had 13 miracles at this stage. <laughs> he, he only had 13 miracles at this point in his life. And, and we see earlier in this chapter that it says that he had the sickness in which he was going to die. He, he was a prophet. He, he, he knew what was happening. He was aware of, of the surroundings of his life. And, and he, he saw that, that he was going to die pretty soon. And he, he knew that there just had to be one more miracle. He, he said, you know, I, I cannot die without there being that 14th miracle. There, there's got to be something in my life to, that happens because I'm about to die and I, I need a miracle. Well, here comes the king of Israel. And he says to Elisha, oh, Elisha, the Syrians are coming and they're going to destroy me. And Elisha's thinking, all right, here's my miracle. This is going to be the one that tops them all off. This is going to cause the Syrians to flee. Israel's going to turn back to God. We're, oh, the king's going to say, you know, God is Lord. I'm going to clean up the Baal worship. This, this is going to be the miracle. I could just imagine him putting on his robe as he sees the king's chariot coming, saying, this, this is it. All right, I'm, I'm sick. I know I'm going to die soon. So this is the revival. This is the miracle that I've been waiting for. So that king comes out, and he says, oh, Elisha, we need your help. He said, I've got it covered. I've got a miracle left in me. And he, he goes to the king. He says, you, you see those arrows? You, you see that, that bow? You, you get it and come with me in the house. And they go in the house. He says, you see that window? Oh, this is so simple. And this is a miracle. And he's telling the king, oh, this is great. And he lines him up to the window. He says, just shoot out that window. And as many times as you shoot out, you're going to have victory over the Syrians. 
the king says, okay. Oh, and Elisha, I see you rubbing his hands together. Here it is. One, two, three. I'm done. Wait. Wait, no, no, no. No, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not supposed to do that. You're going to fight him five or six times. It would be better if you would have shot seven or eight times. You see, there was something happened in verse 19. It says, and the man of God was wroth with him. He was getting a little angry because something robbed him of his miracle. It was a foolish king that didn't comprehend the power of God. He wasn't willing to work with the man of God. And because of his ignorance and stupidity, he cost the man of God that miracle that he so desperately needed in his life. And the man of God was wroth. And he said, thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then thou smitest the Syria, the ten Syria. Smitten, excuse me. Thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. King, you ruined it. In the next verse. And Elisha died. Oh my. What a, I can imagine the people standing around at his funeral. What a waste. They, they, they started talking to each other. Well, you know his teacher, he, uh, he got caught up by a chariot of fire. Old double portion here was a miracle short. He, um, he could have been good, but he was kind of unlucky. He had 13. He, he, he was a okay prophet for his time, but he died short of his full potential. Let's put him in this sepulcher and let's, let's just bury him. Let's just bury this man of God and let's not put any markings on it so that it's not disturbed. Let's, let's, let's just let, let him die in peace and in, in the humility that he should have. You see, Elisha died a 13 miracle man. He was not a man that had his full potential in his life. Because of situations around him, it began to eat at him and destroy his ministry. It began to destroy everything that people viewed about him. And so he said, I'm getting a little angry, and then he died. There was no fixing it for Elisha, but he just simply died and was buried. The people forgot about him and they put him in a sepulcher that wasn't marked so that anybody could just walk by and not pay reverence to the great man of God. And he was just laying there, an unfinished vessel in the hands of God. Guess what? His eyes rotted out. He had no more vision. He couldn't see the visions of God anymore. He had no more ears to hear the word of God. He had no mind to comprehend. He had no strength in his muscles to be strong and powerful for the Lord. He had no mouth to speak words of life and comfort. 
but he was merely dead forgotten bones in a sepulcher. I tell you, sometimes it feels, church, uh, that we've come to the end of our road, uh, that we've been dealing with so much stink and so much foolishness from the world uh, that we have missed our miracle, we have missed our blessing, uh, and it was just time for us to lay down and die uh, and be bones buried in a sepulcher. Uh, But God said, I am not done with Elisha. I am not done with his miracles uh, because I have promised him a double portion. I have promised him something in his life and I am not going to give up on him now even though his eyes are gone even though his strength is gone he is still a servant to be used let me tell you something you may come to the end of your rope and you think God's done working in you you think you made so many mistakes so many problems in your life that God has obviously forgotten about you but let me tell you tonight there's still a miracle in the bones there's still a miracle waiting in the annexes of your life saying don't give up yet don't die yet don't get fed up yet because there's a miracle left within you oh hallelujah do you accept it tonight church that you're not a reject in the field of broken dreams and promises you're not wasted material you're not wasted vessels. Oh, the world finds it so easy to criticize when we're down. They find it easy to talk about us uh, and say, well, I thought they were Pentecostal. I thought they were apostolic. Uh, I thought the Spirit of God was supposed to dwell in them. Uh, Why are they messing up? Uh, Why are they having so many problems? Uh, Why does it seem that God is against them? Uh, I don't want you to be discouraged by that uh, because the world's always going to talk and its mouth is way too big. Uh, Let me tell you, God has said, uh, I've got 14 miracles for you. Uh, You've only come to 13. You have so many miracles in your life and you've not had the fullness thereof. You've not had the fullness of the power of God yet. So do not give up. Don't say, bury me in the sepulcher, pastor. Don't say, don't worry about me anymore. Just let me rot in a sepulcher without a name. Oh my God. I've seen it. I I, I, I grew up in church. I've seen the people. I know the look. There's a look that says, I'm I'm done. And they fade and they fade and they fade. Until they say, I have no strength left. Nobody cares about me. I'm just a pile of bones. Oh, I've watched them. I've seen the meetings. I've been in the meetings. They say, I just can't go on. I, I, I've, I've got a, a marriage that's broken. I can't go on. I've, I've, I've got problems in, in my mind. I can't get rid of some certain thoughts. Uh, uh, maybe I should just give in. I've been there. I've seen them. And they just say, bury me in a sepulcher. Forget about me. Don't call me. If I'm not there on Sunday, don't worry. I'm just, I'm just going to be at home. Oh, church, don't let that be your place of defeat. 
Just because some dumb things happened around you and you feel that you know, you know you expect more from your relationship with God. Don't allow the failure that has happening around you and the voices of defeat and the reports of the enemy begin to swear you down to you're nothing. To where you think you're nothing in the kingdom of God and you just get so mad and then you die. You just die. Because there's still a miracle. God's not done with you. God's not going to give up on you. Because when this, this grave that was not marked, it wasn't, didn't say, Elisha, man of God, do not touch. These men were in a hurry. They were opening up and they were throwing this dead man in. Saying, let the dead bury the dead. Let it just be in there and let him, let him just die. As soon as that flesh, that dead flesh, think about that, that dead flesh came in contact with the bones of the man of God. Something happened that the eyes of Elisha couldn't see. Something happened that the muscles of Elisha could not perform. They were gone. They were spent. But in the bones of Elisha, God had hidden one more miracle. Like the Bible says, it's like a fire that is shut up in my bones. The world cannot see it. I don't really know that it's there sometimes, but it's down there in the deep inner part of me that says when I'm feeling down and I'm feeling dead to the world, there is something inside of me that's still burning and still a passion in me that I'm not dead yet. I still have a life of miracles ahead of me. I still have a life of promise ahead of me. God's not done working in me because there's still a miracle in the bones hallelujah hallelujah and if you, if you just understand this one last point I want to make Elisha couldn't have done that miracle while he was alive for some reason God ordained that that the miracle was in those bones you see Everything that would have given glory to Elisha had to be stripped away. Everything that was going to make him great and look good as the 14th miracle, it had to be gone. Down stripped to the bare bones that had no power of Elisha within them. Sometimes God is preparing us. He's taking us to that place where we say, God, I don't know what else I can do. I'm weak. I'm broken. My bones are exposed to the world, oh God. But when something comes in contact with those bones uh, that you are not in control of, uh, that's when God says, I'm making that final miracle evident. Uh, I'm going to work in this time uh, through your bones that you thought were your defeat. uh, But they're going to be a new victory. Uh, They're going to bring new life. Uh, They're going to cause revival. Uh, They're going to cause harvest. Uh, They're going to cause a victorious
victorious walk with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. When you're down to your bones and in the sepulcher, don't give up yet because God has placed you there for this intended time and this intended purpose. Be ready for your miracle for your bones have been exposed to dead flesh and it's time for something to come forth. Hallelujah, give him praise. Hallelujah, give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's it, church. Let's receive this word. Receive what God's speaking into your heart. Oh, receive the miracle. Receive the knowledge. Receive his spoken word today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I remember. Oh, I remember the day that my dad walked into our house. He said, we've lost our church. Somebody came in and said, you can't have service anymore. Get everything out. You have 24 hours. I remember the weight on his shoulders as he walked in. And said, I don't know what to do. Being honest. I don't know what to do. Let's pray, he said. And I remember our family, we just gathered around in the living room and we found a place to pray. And I remember the prayers that were coming up that night. Oh God, are we supposed to be here? I'm talking about real life. God, am I supposed to do this? Are you even still with me? I remember the time as... Our church of 60 went down to five. God, all we got is bones. All we have are just a few scraps of what we had. How can there be revival now? But let me tell you something. A bone that was in a sepulcher still had a miracle left. There's still a church there, and it's starting to bust at the seams. Daughter works are coming forth from it, and new life is being brought out. I remember as we were there in that very dark time with only five or six people were there, there was a prostitute that walked in limping on a cane. She said, I've got AIDS. I've got tuberculosis. I can barely even walk. The doctor said, I'm not going to live for very long. 
She came into that sepulcher of broken bones. And God began to move in her life. She was healed of her AIDS. She was healed of the tuberculosis. She was a lame woman that began to walk. Let me tell you something. The God is not done with your life. I've been in the sepulcher, and there's nothing dead in the sepulcher, but there is still a miracle left in the bones. Life is still coming from the bones. Miracles are still coming because God has made a promise. God has made a promise. I tell you today, don't die. Oh, God's not giving up. It may seem like you've missed out that God's still with you. into the house of the dead you're walking into a place of life you thought you were walking through the valley of the shadow of death but God is still with you you thought you come to the end of the road but you still felt the fire down in your bones and say, I'm not giving up because there's a miracle. I'm not giving up because there's a miracle deep within my bones. Oh. It's 
not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. Oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. If you're standing next to somebody and it's appropriate, I want you to lay hands on them. I want you to- Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.